Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Thanks for that intro, Lee. And now, oh, as some of you already know, it's Elgin and Audley today. And Elgin, would you say hi to our folks? Hello. Welcome to the Bible Speaks. Glad to glad to talk to you wherever you are in the world. Amen. And, and, and in fact, that's with our outlets on the Internet and on YouTube and Facebook, I understand. We're, we're being heard all over the world, and we thank God for you. And where you are and the circumstances that you face today, we want today to encourage you. And that's our reason for talking about it. We, well, Adrian and I talked for a moment or two about last year, and it's been a, a rough year for some people, Adrian. Yes, uh, people have experienced everything from loss of employment to loss of loved ones. And during those times, it can be challenging to keep your spirits up. And, and we're here to tell you that a new year has come and has dawned, and you're still here. So there's definitely things that can be done. Uh, Elgin, when I think about 2023 and 2024, um, in God's sight, <laughs> it's just a continuum, isn't it? That's you right. Know, our God is the God of eternity. And somebody once said that God is a God of an eternal now, but he works out his purposes in the processes of time. And so you and I, uh, in our in in our finite understanding, uh, we appreciate the blocks of time that we can look back at, look forward to, and live in. But most of all, I believe we've got to live in today, don't you? If you think about it, there actually is no such thing as tomorrow. Mm. It's only today. Because when you wake up in the morning, it's today. It's not tomorrow. Okay. And some of us live... In yesterday, with regret and pain, and or even I remember when I was successful. I remember when I was this. Uh, that's all right. It's, it's, it's sometimes a comparison is okay. Uh, and then there are those who live; they're going to the tomorrow, and so they never really they're stuck. But if we take advantage of our todays under the hand of Almighty God, our tomorrows are in His hands. And that's why we ask that he give us this day our daily bread. Amen. So that we have an opportunity to maximize the purpose for which we were sent to the earth. Yep. And, and, and we're talking to people, Eldrin, some of whom believe, as you do, as I do, that God is in control. And there are some of the people we're talking to who are thinking that they're in control. Um, I think of the... King of Babylon of a long ago day when he said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built? And there are people like that today. 
they boast about their greatness. And I think of the man in the Old Testament, and I think we may have talked about him last week, who, in the New Testament, rather, when Jesus met him, and he told a story, rather, of a man who thought that he's going to tear down his barns and build bigger, and then Jesus said, God said to that man, oh, you're a fool. You know, your day's up today. And there are people with whom we are communicating right now whose time may be up today. Who have not taken into full consideration that our lives are just wistful there and, and that if we do not allow God the opportunity to lead us, then the path could lead to a cliff, mm -hmm, <laughs> just as you mm -hmm. said, and, and that you don't have the time that you think you have because you have not taken the opportunity to, to give your life to the architect of your life. Mm, pretty bad situation to be in. James said, what is your life? It's even like a vapor appearing for a little while and then poof, it's gone. We don't have control. Uh, and, and we have, but fortunately for us, we have a savior who died on Calvary's cross that we can now allow the Holy Spirit to lead, just as it says in Proverbs 3 and 5, that, mm -hmm. that when we seek him, that he will direct our path. So we don't have to go into each day with worry as it is with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, and then he will direct the path as he said, as and, he promised. And there are some people right now, some of our listeners, who are living with the guilt and the shame, the fear of moving on. They're weighted down. Some might be even angry about the defeats of last year. What do you need to tell such a person right now? That we have to forget those things which are behind, right? Mm -hmm. That, that it, It's not that we don't learn from the things that we go through in life, but they are given to us for perspective. They're given to us for knowledge and, and so that we can be more effective moving forward, mm -hmm. that we understand the things that, that occurred that maybe weren't favorable in our vision were also used by God to help us see things about us because ultimately our lives are going to be a testament to who he is. And so we must remember to take those experiences and learn how to now talk to people who are going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, you know, Elgin, my thoughts to kind of wander a moment to go into the lane of a believer in Christ, somebody like you or somebody like me, and who's weighted down because we failed God. And I'm saying this not only imaginatively, I'm saying this from personal experience. A time when after sin and failure, I was weighted down and I was reliving my failure and I knew I wasn't pleasing God. And as we're here today, I'm thinking of a group of people. I don't know if they knew they were weighted down, but Jesus wrote to them, the church at Ephesus, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is speaking to John, the apostle, and he says, write these letters to the seven churches. Remember that? That's correct. And the one to the church at Ephesus, Jesus said, you don't go, you're all right, but you've 
walked away from your first love. Yes. And people like that, like I was, are burdened and weeping under their weight. And Jesus said, there is a way back. He says, remember, remember how you, in your first love, you were up and at it. You're still doing good stuff, but you're, you loved your first love. And yes. if we walk away from our loving relationship with God, uh, then things fall apart. And, and so could we talk about what Jesus said to them? He said, repent, repent return, come back to your first love. And do you think that people out there today, Elgin, are able to do that? Yes. And the word that I will suggest you give yourself is grace. Because the word tells us that we all have fallen short. Mm -hmm. So at various times through the existence that we have on planet Earth, that will be the case. But glory be to God that we have an advocate seated at the right hand of God. We have an advocate on board with us Mm -hmm. in the form of the Holy Spirit. And so we have the opportunity to once again relieve ourselves because the word tells us that he said come unto me and I will give you rest yeah. so so we should be able to forgive ourselves and not let Satan use that to to keep us from becoming the full person that God intended. Eldrin I wholly agree with you and my mind goes to the Old Testament for some of the examples when God took up a failure and used him or her for his glory. I'm thinking, for example, about David. And perhaps as as the biggest example we have, um, David in Psalm 51 expresses his regret that he failed God and he cried out to God. And God not only forgave him, but he what? He restored him. That's right. And then he picked up his failure and used him. That's right. That's right. And, and and we don't even know, you know, from our reading, why Job was chosen by God, because God trusted him so much. And, and I think that for this, we have to remember as well that he is in us. Mm-hmm. And so we are to trust in the power that he has given us. Yeah. And that not to let what we see in front of us or the circumstances that may be driving our lives at this point be the finale, right? There's the difference between what's true and what's fact. Mm -hmm. What the doctor says to you may be fact, but the truth is all things are possible through Christ Jesus. Somebody today is accepting that because they're facing surgery or they're facing bankruptcy. Or their last paycheck. I, I mean, there are people who are really hurting and understandably anxious. Yes. Uh, let me share with somebody who is facing a very serious illness or surgery. A story, uh, Algernon, back in 1988, my late wife was facing a brain operation. It was a big one, she was told. It so happened, I was out of town on the Sunday. I was in New York burying my dad. And the operation was Tuesday morning. And when I went down, the brain surgeon came and he introduced two surgical residents. He says, I want you to know that these two young people are going to be with me in the operating room. 
and it's going to take probably a couple of hours. So I wanted me to wait in the room where I waited. But in about a half an hour, the surgeon came back. And of course, I went to pieces because I'd been through that before. He says, Mr. McLean, we took an X-ray just to show them where the object was, where the lump was. And we can't find anything. He says, you remember we showed you where it was? Then I learned afterwards from my wife, while I was in New York burying my dad, a a neighbor took her to a little Methodist church, and the pastor asked for anybody who needed prayer for illness. And she went forward, and she said, she told me afterwards, I felt something had gone through my body when he prayed. It wasn't there. God answers prayer. Glory to God. So, and God is still in the miracle-working business. Yes, sir. But could we just address somebody who's never had that relationship with God? You're still out in the cold. God wants you to trust him. It doesn't matter how deep down you are. Saul of Tarsus was a religious man, but he was a vicious man against Christians. That's right. In Acts 9, it says he met the Lord. My friend, God wants to meet you right where you are. And he wants to give you a life, and life more abundantly. And a, an abundant life is full of love, is full of promise. So reinvest your time in getting to know God. Show him that you love him and obey him, and watch things change. Amen. So thank you for listening. Till next week at the same time, this is Elgin and Audley saying, keep looking up. Amen. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.